you know, that there is that something's put out this way, maybe a, a statement is put out, and then how differently it's picked up by different people, and how often each person thinks they're right. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. and uh, and and in fact, they might even be right from their perspective. <clears throat> It's not to say that they're not. There may be three right people, or those two people both right from different perspectives. And, and, uh, and just seeing how we create ourselves, how we create the sense of self around a, around a perception of what is going on. So, you know, depending on our past conditioning, you know, maybe a statement is made, and or even a request is made, and then it's, you know, to one person it's just the most obvious thing in the world. To somebody else they don't understand what it means. But they don't want to ask, so they, so they kind of make up what they probably think it means and try to get it right. For somebody else, they, they feel indignant that how dare they ask me that. And so, you know, dependent on one's conditioning, one hears the, the, uh, the request or the statement in very different ways. And then if we don't question that perception then there's this whole process of becoming happens around it. We solidify around what we think somebody else is thinking or meaning or intending towards us. And then maybe we, we think it's something really great and we, we're attracted to it and we want more of it. Or maybe we think that somebody else thinks we're no, no good or stupid or, or, uh, or rude or whatever it might be. And then we uh, we maybe feel uh, diminished because we think that someone has that perception, or we feel indignant, and we make a stronger, more solid self that's going to stand up against that perception. And uh, and then if we do that, <laughs> if we do that, then you know, then we maybe start to to really close our heart and and get to. More and more, so it's more and more push that person away because we think, well, they think I'm that and that hurts, so I'm just gonna keep them away. So we see that person and then, then they, and then we, we immediately feel averse. We immediately wanna, wanna keep away from pushing away. And so then they have a perception of, of us as being kind of unfriendly, maybe cold-hearted. Um, aloof, or whatever it might be, and, and so we create this whole scenario out of a perception, and it is dukkha. You know, it is not a happy state <laughs> to be in. And then the more we create it, then the more the person responds in that way, and the more they respond that way, the more we believe they really are like that, and on it goes, and on it goes. So, uh, and this just starts from a perception, you know, just a particular way of looking at something. It's very tricky. So uh, the Buddha encourages us to investigate perception. He speaks about perception as being like a mirage. It's, uh, there's no substance to it. It appears to be real, but really when you look closely there's just there's nothing there. It's, it's empty. So you can just see how you know, we can create a strong sense of self based on perception. And uh, you know, one of the ways to investigate perception is to see where does this come from? You know, what, what, where is the conditioning behind this way of seeing? 
Well, first of all, maybe to ask, you know, is this? I think the the Byron Katie question is actually very very useful. You know, is this true? Do I know it's true? How would I? I think it's something like, how would I? Uh, how does this thought make me feel and how would I be if I didn't have this thought? Those are really very profound questions in relation to perception. That, that kind of breaks it all up. And also we can see our conditioning. You know, what, what, the, what is the conditioning that, that makes us see things in a particular way? So uh, there might be somebody who is, is uh, well-educated and confident and... Uh, um, speaks well, and one person looks at, at that, meets that person, and thinks, "Oh, they're really impressive. They've got all of this good education, speak well, and confidence, really good." Somebody else might see them and say, "That person's really entitled. Really bugs me when I see people who are really entitled." Mm-hmm. You know, so it's two different perceptions of the same thing, and actually, it just is what it is. Somebody who's confident, who's had an education, and, and they're human beings and they suffer. You know, those who've been well educated, those who haven't, those who are confident, those who aren't. You know, human beings suffer until we're enlightened. So to so to kind of get down underneath those uh, perceptions and projections that we have on others, and to come back to the fundamentals of uh, our humanity, our, our common humanity, where we're, you know, we're born, we age, we get sick, we die. We share that, all of us, regardless of any, any uh, position in society or gender or uh, race or education, any of it, we all have, we all share these uh, natural process and when we meet on that level the heart can't help but open really can't help but be a bit tender and, and uh, compassionate because it's a it's a dukkha you know it's this hard being as long as we're being somebody in the midst of that process it's kind of hard because we have to keep letting it go letting it go letting it go there is no a resting place. There's no safety in that. There's no safety in in being a body that is aging and will die. There's no safety in being this intellect, which, as it gets older, starts to forget things or might even get Alzheimer's, dementia. There's no safety in that. There's no safety in identifying with these things. So. Uh, so when we come back to our common humanity, there's a, there's a certain kind of tenderness and, and kindness that's there that we miss when we're believing these perceptions of, of, of ourselves and others. And of course, I've, I've been speaking about the perceptions of others, but of course there's the, the perceptions of ourselves too. So, you know, if we have a, a very kind of broke, perception of ourselves as being broken or... Uh, incomplete or uh, uh, perpetually wounded then we live by this limiting perception or if we have a perception of being really uh, nobody can 
nobody can be better than I am. You know, I'm really, the, I'm really excellent. I'm the best at this. I'm, I'm strong. I'm able. I'm confident. You know, then we, then we, it's, it can be, you can be successful in the world, but you might kind of be, be bashing around. You know, not very sensitive to other people. So it's about finding that place of humanity, where sometimes we're great, sometimes we're a bit of a mess, and you know, sometimes we're so in the middle, most of the time probably. And that's how it is. It's good. It's how it is to be human. So just uh, you know, bringing to mind the fact that perception is just that rather than I'm right because it, it because this is how I see it and then there's the, the perception of, of the world so the one of the the words for the, the, like the, the word Buddha means the awakened one also sometimes the Buddha is known as the Tathagata which means one who knows things as they are. So that's about seeing clearly the way things are. And a lot of the time we're not seeing very clearly. You know, we're looking at that sense desire, for example, sense pleasure as being something that will give us satisfaction. At least I do. I get caught by that again and again. It looks like it's going to, and it does for a little bit. But it's, it doesn't inherently give us satisfaction. So that's that's kind of wrong perception, and uh, and believing that that harboring ill will will give us a sense of safety. The more I you know, keep that person away, or the more I keep my my uh, like negative uh, boundaries, then the more safe I will be. So this is a wrong perception. It leads to dukkha immediately. One is immediately in a state of dukkha doing that. Even though it might feel like it's going to give you safety, it's just takes you into a place of dukkha. And the, there are you know, practices around, in, the, in the, the Buddha's path, there are practices around you know, seeing the beautiful as unbeautiful, seeing what we, we, we immediately take to be beautiful, seeing the, the unbeautiful side of it. So it's not to be repulsed by by life or by, by bodies or by anything, but just to see, okay, it has that perception, and then there can also be that perception of the same thing. It's not fixed. So when we do that, we start to see more clearly. We're not so, so uh, enchanted by life, by the world around us. So we see more clearly things as they are. And another misperception is, is taking the impermanent to be permanent. It's something we do in little ways again and again. Uh, we think, well maybe a, maybe a strong feeling arises and we think, oh gosh, it's going to be like this forever. Or maybe we're in a dynamic, a situation, and we feel stuck. And we, we don't see a way out. We think, oh, it's just going to be the, the same again and again. It's been like that in the past, it's going to be like this forever. That's like a, a misperception. Because in reality, everything's changing all the time. So, you know, when we don't investigate perception, we, we end up with a very limited experience. So there's the, 
the perception that arises in relationship, as I was speaking about, and there's the perception of of the of the qualities of this this world that we live in, and the perception that things should last forever, that things should go my way. <laughs> That's a, a setup for dukkha. Or that things should be other than how they are. Uh, this is like a, a misperception. Things are as they are. There's a, a Tibetan saying, when we have understanding, things are as they are. When we don't have understanding, things are as they are. <laughs> so, that's how it is. So to start to recognize the the layers of perception that we put over our experience. And actually being in relationship or in communities are really, really helpful for that because we see that people have incredibly different perceptions of what's going on. And if we just hold that, that view that I'm right, then we kind of a bit stuck. Mm-hmm. We miss the opportunity. But if we kind of question, well, you know, if they're so sure they're right and I'm so sure I'm right, then what's really going on? What's really happening here? And often it's... Uh, what's really happening is attachment to views, um, attachment to a sense of self, and maybe fear of, of outcome or desire for an outcome. So there's all of this clinging going on that's creating the problem so it's uh, you know it's, it's not an easy one to see through perception is really not easy to see through any more than having a mirage is easy to recognize unless we've seen the same one again and again you know if we're in a, a situation where there's where there's that kind of conflict between people conflict of, of uh, perception or of understanding we can take it as an opportunity rather than as a a problem or something to be got rid of because it's a a way of seeing from a different perspective. So we could even try maybe stepping out of our cherished perception and, and have a look from the eyes of the other and see what that's like. Who might find that they're right as well from a different perspective. So perception is what it is, you know, and I think until we're fully enlightened and we can see absolutely crystal clear, perception is going to be arising again and again. So that's why it's very important to know that this is about attachment to, clinging to perception that is the cause of suffering, not not the perception itself, but the attachment to the identification with that perception is the cause of suffering. So uh, once we recognise, you know, that there is a, a strong perception that is maybe incongruent with with the with the perception of others, then we can start to investigate it, and that means stepping down from a position, not necessarily being right. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to give up everything. You might even 
might even be that you are right and it is the right perception and things and, it, and you're really clear but you don't you know you, you find that through through letting go not through uh, creating a stronger position or sense of self around that perception and then there's uh, the perception of things is that often use analogy of something like this what is that metal metal bowl bowl bell bell art art golden 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 round round atoms so it's many things if we think it's only a bell then we limit it to one usage only it was a good use especially in a monastery so it's beautiful actually just to, to hold that up and hear all the different, mm-hmm. all those different uh, ways of seeing one thing. It can be the same with a with a person. Just looking at you, Jill. You know, you can be Jill Boone um, in your position at work. You can be Jill Boone, founder of Sound Like a Foundation. Jill Boone, mother of three children. Jill Boone, grandmother. Yeah. Jill Boone sister it's like they're all the same person and yet they're not you know, each each of those positions holds a different perception of Jill Boone Jill Boone friend <coughs> Jill Boone daughter you know, all of those things it's, it's like they all have a different perception of the same maybe the same aren't they? ever changing <laughs> Jill Boone <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just to, just to remember to let the mind open into that that area of, of of spaciousness and investigation when it gets tightened around a particular perception. And you know, one of the ways we can know that that's happening is when there's a little background commentary that's saying, "I'm right, I'm right, I'm right." Then there's probably an attachment to a perception going on there. So uh, it's not that you're not right or that we're not right, but that it's just a way of, of seeing. Okay, I don't think I have any more to add. <laughs> That's it. That's my little thought for tonight.